Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Just like these stories of nuclear revenge, let's make the like and subscribe buttons blow up too. That said, our first story of the day is by Vintage Patriot. They stole Christmas presents from my foster kids, so I stole the Christmas season from them. My wife and I once lived in an apartment complex in our first year and a half of marriage. Mail mix-ups were common there, so it was a bi-weekly routine to take a very quick trip to the main office, drop off a mislabeled package, and head home. Jump a year into the future, and we have a home and are taking care of foster kids that have just recently entered the system. We desperately want them to have a good Christmas, since life has dealt them so many bad hands. Just once, I want them to experience a Christmas where they feel more valued than drugs and get more out of the holidays than abuse thanks to their biological family. We ordered the gifts off a site we used to order more frequently from, but haven't ordered gifts from there in a while. We found the perfect gifts. They were on sale, so that allowed us to get more for them, and everything was falling right into place. But then it happened. A day later, we checked our email, and to our horror, we realized the computer saved our old address. And even though we originally put in the right address, the computer auto-filled the rest of the information. That sent the packages to the old apartment complex. We called the store. They wouldn't help us at all. So we called the apartment complex to try to get ahead of this before they were delivered. This was all going to go well until the current resident of our old apartment completely overreacted to the news. Out of four boxes that were delivered to that complex, he only returned one and threatened, if this happens again, I'm going to destroy these gifts. Turns out he had all of the packages and were keeping them knowing full well that we lived fairly close and that they were for foster kids. We called and contacted the complex multiple times and they had said the same sad news. Either the guy wouldn't return a call or he would just angrily hang up. So I took a drive past my old apartment. I saw what car he drove and then I saw that he obviously had some sort of family. I had one of two choices. I thought of letting it go. I thought about the spirit of Christmas and how the new year was a mark of a new start. Then I thought of him bringing stolen gifts to other people because this scum dweller wouldn't buy gifts for the ones around him either. This is when things turned dark in my mind. He tried to take gifts away from foster kids who have had their home taken from them. Why not take Christmas away from him? Why not take away his home? Whatever he's experienced in life to lead to this event, I want him to suffer even more for this injustice. In a right mindset, I talked to a cop friend of mine and there wasn't much I could do without going to small claims court and spending a good bit of money. I even posted on r slash legal advice to get some help and got similar answers. The plan executed as follows. I parked on a hilltop overlooking the complex. 
Luckily, the apartment's close to the base of the hill, so I had a perfect spot to observe. After I waited for the guy to come home, I made note of his vehicle to confirm that was indeed his car and then went to the store. I picked up several dozens of eggs and a can of spray paint and went back home to await nightfall. I went back out around 2am, I pre-mixed the eggs and kept all of the shells. I went to a more secluded spot away from the complex where I knew I could park and find a route that didn't have any sort of security cameras. I snuck up carrying a bowl of pre-beat eggs, the shells, and the spray paint in my hoodie pocket. I carefully laid the ingredients down that would be used to concoct my revenge. I was shaking. I'm still shaking as I write this. I pulled out the spray paint that I shook before getting out of the car to reduce noise. I used the paint to write home wrecker on the hood of his car. Then I poured the eggs from the roof and poured towards the back as to not let the mixture ruin the message on the hood. I laid the eggshells around the car. I placed a note on the bush outside of his door that read, Fertilize these eggs, in hopes that his wife or partner would see it. Then I took a pocket knife and flattened the driver front and passenger rear tire. Some insurance will cover it if four gets slashed, and I wanted to do something a spare tire wouldn't be able to fix. I went to flatten a third tire, but I saw headlights of someone heading into the complex, so I had to bail. I made my way carefully back to my car and drove off. I don't know how all of this had an effect, but I'm afraid to go back again and check on things without raising suspicion. So far, no one's reached out to me to ask about the incident. I made it out, but I'll update if I find anything else out. Oh, and... Merry Christmas. Update, I went back because it was killing me. I wanted to drive by and take a picture for you guys, but the car's gone. The shells are littered on the ground, but it looks like the car was towed. There were also remains of a broken coffee mug at the base of his door. I like to think that he walked out, saw it, and spiked it into the ground out of anger. Or maybe his wife saw it and chucked it at his dumb head. I want to imagine that it destroyed his home so he can get a taste of what a broken home feels like. Just like how these foster kids have had to experience this time of year their whole lives. I told my family that someone had stolen or destroyed the packages and they're all chipping in to shower the kids with gifts. So they'll not be without. Of course, I didn't tell them about the gifts or the plan of revenge on their behalf, but the great gift I will have received this year is that some sense of justice has been fulfilled. The best gift is being able to give these kids a Merry Christmas and the look on their faces when they get all of these gifts. Admittedly, this is quite a bit to go and plan and do, but when somebody steals from foster kids, literally their Christmas presents, and really the only thing you can do is some long, expensive, arduous legal court process, sometimes you want to act out a little bit, right? If these were your kids or your foster kids you were watching, and somebody nearby you relatively within driving distance stole and kept the presents you were going to give them, Would you drive over there and give them a piece of your mind personally? Let me know in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by an anonymous poster. You broke my heart? Time for you to taste your own medicine, quite literally. So to the story, this happened about six years ago when I was halfway through my medicine degree. In my country, it's not as difficult to enter med school like in the USA. So I was very young, barely 20 years old at the time. Also, I had just recently came out of the closet. Yes, this is a gay story. This is very important because I came out after my first ever male love interest, we'll call him Andrew, rejected me and basically outed me to the entire faculty in the process. But that's another story. So I was in the middle of a very hard TUSA, meaning heartbreak, 
when here I met the third protagonist of this tale, my rebound, who I'll call Philip. Well, I'd met him before, around the time I was trying to woo Andrew, because the two of them hated each other, the sworn enemies kind of thing, so it seemed natural that he came to me after the rejection. Andrew and I had been very good friends, and Philip befriended me to get intel or something he could use against him. I wasn't mad about it, all the other way around. I was totally on board with his plan. The next two or three months, we spent a lot of time together. Partly because we like to talk crap about Andrew and bully him to a certain point. Mostly bad rumors were spread behind his back. And partly because we had many other things in common. TV series, hobbies, song tastes, etc. By the end of the semester, I came to realize I had fallen in love hard for Philip. Sadly, this was not his case. Philip was technically straight, so I didn't try anything romantic with him. I later found out he knew of my crush anyways seems I suck at hiding my feelings, and just decided to ignore it so as to not damage our relationship. But things suddenly changed. He started acting coldly and treating me bad every time I tried to reach him, and at one point he confronted me about my crush. Not only did he reject me, but he started calling me a clingy gay f-slur among other insults. Needless to say, our friendship was completely destroyed. Much later, I found out that during this time, Philip had been experimenting with his sexuality and was having sex with another hetero-curious dude. When this guy decided he preferred his girlfriend over Philip, he basically turned his anger against me. I admit, I can be quite irritating sometimes, so it seems this was what made me the perfect bullseye for his hate. So here I am, second heartbreak in less than six months, that's my luck, but still not mad enough to do something about it, until I felt the backstabbing. I don't know how, when, or why, but some weeks after our fallout, Philip and Andrew had become best friends forever, those you dream having when you're a kid. It was impossible seeing them apart while going around campus, at parties, or even in class. Rumor has it they were more than just friends. By this point, Philip was also out of the closet as a bisexual man, and now I was the one being bullied. Soon enough, after they started hanging out, gossip about me became the norm. I became known as a crazy stalker and obsessed little man. Hey, even Gollum from Lord of the Rings seemed saner than I was based on their stories. Additionally, any contact I had with Philip or Andrew ended in confrontation, to the point that I had to actively evade them. That is when I decided to act, and what started as only a little prank ended being something deadly. Time came for the birthday party of a friend we all three had in common and in which our social groups would be reunited under one roof. She was a very popular girl. Me and my girl best friend Clara designed a little trick that would embarrass my two heartbreakers in front of everyone. It was very simple. We bought some Viagra pills, smashed them, and the plan was to mix some of their drinks in it to make them act interested and get a non-stoppable you know what, during the whole party. Both loved using skinny jeans, so we knew it would not only be very painful, but very visible too. Clarification, as med students, we knew mixing alcohol and Viagra could have side effects. So we calculated a low dosage for our prank. This will be important later. Flash forward, we're all in the party and everything's going great. Too great, I will say. I was very happy and very drunk. I even thought of just letting my stupid plan go to waste and enjoy the party. But in the end, my bad judgment won. With Clara's help, 
It was not hard to slip the Viagra powder in my Target's drinks while everyone was distracted. They sipped it whole. Minutes later, I could see the effects of the drug on Andrew as he was trying to get away from anyone on the dance floor while covering his privates. Fun fact, in Latin America, we tend to dance very close to each other, so it was actually very funny seeing him at the beginning trying to explain to every dance partner that he wasn't trying to assault them in the middle of the dance floor with his you-know-what. All things said, he was very well endowed. You may be thinking, what a lame revenge, get out of here. But this is not the end. While Andrew was suffering the funny side effects, Philip was not that lucky. His friends were asking if anyone had medicine for pain control as he was having a moderate migraine. Remember the doses thing? Fearing I'd screwed up and given him more than what I wanted, I came to check on him to see if he was alright. What happened next was what led to the unfortunate events of the rest of the night. When I came close, he pushed me away very hard and threw me to the floor. He was drunk, worked up, and had a headache. All things making him more aggressive than usual. He started insulting me in front of everyone, shouting that I was trying to take advantage of him while he was sick. If not for some of the other people around us that stopped him on time, he would have hit me in the face. In that moment, I snapped. I hated this guy. I hated him with all my heart. I hated that I was again the center of all the mean looks because of his dumb comments. I hated him so much, I decided I wanted him dead. Remember, dear reader, I was drunk. Under normal circumstances, I would have not have been able to pull this through. But the alcohol had weakened my moral compass and the anger had ended the job. I stood up, didn't say a thing to him, and went looking for the first aid kit. I'd been to my friend's house before so I knew where it was, unlike Philip's group. I took a pill and handed it to the first one of them I found, telling her it was acetaminophen for the headache. She bought it and I just waited. In fact, what I had given the girl was a tablet of nitroglycerin I took from the kit. In my country, both look very similar so it's hard to tell them apart. Under normal circumstances, nitroglycerin is used for chest pain, but one of the main contradictions in its use is Viagra due to their potent combined effect. It can be lethal. I knew it. I did not care. Soon enough, I heard the screams. Philip had fallen to the floor due to a drastic blood pressure drop, as I expected, and everyone was already calling our version of 911. I'll skip past what happened in the next few hours. The party obviously ended and Clara took me to her house. She was panicking, believing our prank had killed him and that we'd go to jail for the rest of our lives. I was in my drunk supervillain stupor and told her to calm down, assuring her that our police system was so dumb they wouldn't find out. I cannot stress enough how drunk I was and the egotistical d-bag I can become when that happens. Meanwhile, Philip was taken to the ER where they rehydrated him and were able to stabilize him, so no, no murder happened that night, although it was close. The next day, I finally recovered my senses while being hungover. Now, afraid of my stupidity, I used every means I had to find out what happened to Philip and, more importantly, if someone knew I was involved in all of the thing. Something essential here is that Philip was taken to our college hospital due to our friend living close to campus. As I was doing my practices here, it was easy seeing his medical record, so this is the reason I know what's coming next. In brief, Philip had entered a state known as distributive shock due to the hypotension he suffered from the mix of Viagra, nitroglycerin, and alcohol. 
Luckily for everyone involved, he had arrived to the hospital just in time, and nor his brain nor his heart suffered permanent damage. His kidney kind of had some acute problems, but nothing serious. On the other hand, no one suspected a thing about me. The doctors assumed it had been a bad reaction to the excess of alcohol and maybe a recreational drug at the party, as this was not uncommon to happen. Some tests were done, but nothing came out, and after he completely recovered, they just decided to let it be. The police were not brought upon even once. The afterwards of all this is very curious. I assume to his near-death experience, Philip became more docile, if you could say. The rumors about me stopped, and with time, our animosity towards each other faded. Same with Andrew. Later that year, I found a boyfriend and my heart slowly recovered from what happened with the duo. This experience altogether also helped me realize I had some anger issues among other things. So I started going to psychological therapy to work on them and to prevent something similar of ever happening again. Till this day, no one knows what really happened that night and even my best friend just believes our prank backfired. Not that I'd actually intended to kill someone. And that's the end. Yeah, kind of heavy. If someone's wondering, I know the huge screw-up all this was. And as I said before, I'm not proud of it. I was very, very lucky nothing serious happened. On a side note, therapy helped me, so that's a plus. Nuclear revenge is cool and all, but the line is definitely drawn with attempted murder. To be honest, I think I'm impressed that OP was even willing to share this story especially on a place like Reddit. It's maybe one thing to say in a therapy session or something like that, but if I went and made a mistake that bad in my drunken stupor, it'd probably be something I'd try to take to the grave with me. All I can say is I'm glad OP did learn from this and they sought help for the anger issues. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.